0: Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? Do you know who brought you through? It was nobody but the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. all oh, glory. Hallelujah. I don't know what I would do. Don't know. To this very moment today, we give God all the glory and the honor and the praise. What a blessing to just to be here today, to, to see your smiling faces and know that God is still on the throne. We give God all the honor and the glory and the praise today. We thank Him for just allowing us to be here today. Thank God for this is the angel leading us in devotion today and the choir, the musicians and all you who are here today, our guest, and we just thank God for his blessings today. For one more day that he has given. We even thank him for the rain, amen. It's nice to wake up and hear the rain falling this morning. We Just give him glory, honor, and praise. We continue on our theme, the Christian experience today. I invite your attention to the word of God, to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she is received from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low, the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament scripture, we're we'll to look at the Gospel of St. John. John's Gospel, chapter 11. We're going to begin reading at verse 47. Amen. John's Gospel, chapter 11. Begin reading that verse 47. When you find it, say amen. John 11 and verse 47 we read. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation." And one of them, Caiaphas, the, being the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not the whole nation should perish. Now this he, he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on they plotted to put him to death. Therefore Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem. Before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priest and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. Today I want to share with us briefly from the subject of the Christian experience. God has the master plan. God has the master plan. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bless your name today. And we honor you and we thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. As Ms. Vizky used to say up in, in, in Indianapolis, she would say, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Lord, I thank you today from the depth of my heart, Lord, for your goodness, your favor, your mercy that you just rained on us, Lord. And we just want to give you the glory, Lord. For there is none like you in all of the earth, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just all we can say is thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness in our lives. Now, bless us today as we've come to share from your eternal word. We already worship you in song and we worship you in prayer today. And now we want to worship you in the sharing of your word. Lord, make yourself known today. And we give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. For we thank you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. You may be seated. Our supper today is the Christian experience. God has the master plan. God has the master plan. Each time we share from this theme, I hope it causes us to think about our lives. To think about where we are in life and what we're doing. Because we want to do God's will. One of the things I'll never forget that my uncle said to me many years ago. That you are where you are in life because of decisions that you've made. You're doing the things that you're doing because of the choices you've made throughout your life. And sometimes we think that we did it, but I want us to know that today that God is working. Behind the scenes, in every moment, even in the dark moments, in the sad moments, God is working. And we need to put our confidence and our trust in him because the subject today is God has the master plan. And I want us to put our confidence and our trust in God. And we say this theme, you know, the Christian experience each time because I want us to know the most important word in this theme is the word Christian. Because I want us to be Christ-like. Not just Sunday morning, but every day of our lives. Letting Christ transform us and make us and mold us into his own image. I was sharing with my brother the other day, and I was talking about how, you know, when you become a, a pastor, when you go from being a minister to a pastor, that God begins to transform you. You know, sometimes we think we got it made, but God still got a plan. He's still moving and he's still working. He's still changing us into his image. We will allow God to use us. He's still working on us. You know, the old song says, you know, God is not through with me yet. You know, and some people didn't always like the way that sound sounded and what it was saying. But I'm here to tell you that God is not through with his plan for your life. The fact that you woke up this morning. He started you on your way. Cold and you're in your right mind to let you know that God still has a plan for your life. And I stopped by Shady the other day to let you know that God has the master plan for your life and for my life. I want us to, to live that every day because if we live our own plan, we can mess things up. We can find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we can have the we'll start begging God, Lord, come and get me. Come help me. Come move. Come move. I need you to move, Lord. I need you to move now, Lord. I need you to move in my heart and move in my soul and move in my situation. But I want us to let Christ be the center of our lives. Because He has the master plan. And I've often said, I don't want you to live around shady there all your life. And never know Jesus for yourself. You know, we, are, we love our grandparents and our parents who taught us the way. And that's good to have their plan. You know, your parents can make plans for your life. And they think they know what you, what you like to do. But you're the only one that really knows. And God is the one that really knows. So trust his plan. Because if you know Jesus for yourself, you can ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? I want you to follow the master plan. In our Old Testament passage, of scripture in Isaiah 40. I believe this is what was God's plan for mankind. This is this is a vision of God's plan. The whole book is the plan of God. But I want you to look at this scripture and text and really see that God has a plan for mankind. It says in Isaiah 40, "Comfort, yes, comfort my people," says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God's plan is that your sins be forgiven. See, that word iniquity, those are the bad things that people do in life. He even want to pardon you for that. That's God's plan for mankind, that your sins be forgiven. Some people say, well, we sin every day. But I want you to know that God has a plan that you can live free from the power of sin and from the guilt of sin. See the reality is that if you sin yesterday The sins still happen But when you ask God to forgive you of those sins At the old you say He wipes the sin as far as the east is From the west He throws your sin into the sea of forgetfulness In other words, He's not going to hold it against you no more If you admit that, his, that his, his son died on the cross For your sins And you receive his spirit into your heart and see, when you receive the Spirit in your heart, I came here to let you know that you won't be sinning all the time. Because the Spirit of God will be living in your heart and in your life and transforming your mind. I want you to understand that God has the master plan today. And he didn't want you to die in your sins. He said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, God don't want you mumbling and stumbling through life. He wants you to choose today to live for him. No matter what your life might be like. He says, "As a a voice uh, makes straight in the desert a highway for our God. Sometimes our lives seem like the desert. Like nothing is growing and nothing is going right. But you can start living for Jesus right now. Especially if things ain't right. You can hear the voice of God and say, yes, Lord. Completely yes. Lord, my soul said "Yeah." I don't know how you're going to help me out of this. I don't know how you're going to bring me through, but yes, Lord. And when you do that, he'll begin to work things out for you. Because he has the master plan. It says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. I want you to know that there will be mountains and valleys in your life. Just because you come to Jesus don't mean everything going to work like you want it to work. Matter of fact, sometimes the test of God is that I'm not going to let it work when you want it. I can't tell you how many times I wanted something. And God said no, Darius. He just said no. And I thank God that I was mature enough in Christ to say, well, okay, Lord, yes, Lord. You know, some people get mad with God and say, well, you need to do what I want, so I ain't going to that church no more. I ain't going to listen to that preacher no more. I ain't going to be nice to that woman no more, that man no more. Because we want God to do what we want. But I'm here to tell you that God has the master plan. So he'll be with you in the valley. You know, someone say he's the lily of the valley, the bright in the morning star. He'll be with you in the valley, even on the mountaintop, when you can see so clearly, you can see everything. It's like everything is just right. It's good to have God then too, to celebrate with you, to shout with you, to show your joy and the peace of God. It's good to have God in every situation in your life because you still got to go through the crooked places, the times when you don't know what to do don't know where to turn God said he'll still be with you. He can make the crooked places straight God can straighten out things that you can't straighten out. You know I find out that sometimes I'm not strong enough to straighten it out I can't fix everybody and everything but if I keep on trusting in God he can straighten it out He said the rough places can be made smooth the rough places made smooth, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together. See, when you can't straighten it out, God can straighten it out. God can smooth it out. And then it says, His glory is gonna be revealed. After you tried and wondered why you went through it, one day God's gonna let you know why He why you went through it, and why He allowed it. Because He's gonna reveal His glory in your life. Because you can't make the right plan. See, we can only see what's going on inside the building. There are things going on right outside that window right now. And I can't see it. But if I trust in God, I know that he's going to work it out for my good and his glory will be revealed. We're talking about today the Christian experience. God has the master plan. And I want us to be encouraged today. Let's look at John chapter 10. And see that God, I'm sorry, John 11. That God has the master plan we've been talking about this particular passage of scripture and this is the, the ending of the story when jesus called lazarus out of the grave and we know mary and martha they sent words to jesus said jesus your friend whom you love is sick and they thought jesus was going to come right away but he waited and lazarus died And we remember that Mary and Martha came running to him and both of them said on several occasions, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But they said, but even now I know whatever you say, it'll come to pass. That's how we got to have our confidence in God. Even when he, you might say he, he let you down. He still has a plan for your life. Even when you may be disappointed. Seem seemed like hope is all gone, but I want you to continue to have hope in God, no matter what goes on in life. So we find that Jesus told them, you know, I am the resurrection and the life. I can take that which was dead and bring it back to life. And, you know, they were like, well, yeah, Lord, we believe you're going to do it at the last day. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. In other words, right now, I ain't got to wait. I am the resurrection and the life. I can do it right now. So when, she, when, when, when he was standing before the tomb, he said, roll back the stone. And the sister was like, by now he's, he stinks. He'd been dead for four days. You ever pass by a dead animal on the side of the road? it had been dead too long. Call the call 311 and let them come and bury it. But I want you to know that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he just said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came up out of the tomb. What a mighty God we serve. So that lets us know that God can do anything. No matter how long it's been gone, he can call it right on back. He can bring it right around again. Now I want you to know that God has the master plan. So in this scripture, we want to see that God has the master plan, no matter what other people may say. Look at John chapter 11. There are three things today in this this text of scripture, beginning at verse 47. I want us to understand that God has the master plan. The first thing I want us to see is that men can make plans. Men can make plans. Look at John 11 and verse 47. It says, then the chief priest. And the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. Nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people And not that the whole nation should perish See I want you to know that men and people will make plans They can make them They will make them and they do make them You know you might not even know what they're doing Minding your own business but they're sitting somewhere in a council Making plans And I don't want you to be afraid of that Living your life worried about what other people are planning. But keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Because people can do and they will make plans. Look what kind of people are making plans. They said the chief priests and the Pharisees. I mean, they're the people that got some power in the world. They might have what they say is authority. They think they have the right to make plans. Help me, Holy Ghost. They think they have the authority, they have the office to make these kinds of plans. And they're going to make them. And in this case, they did make them. They said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. In other words, they knew was, that Jesus was doing some great things. And they were going to try to make a plan to try to stop him. And I want to understand that men can make plans but I want us to make sure that we know that God has the master plan they made their plans and they were even arguing among themselves Even the the, the high priest said you know nothing at all have you ever been in a planning session and somebody told you that you don't know what you're talking about they try to make you feel bad about the plan that you was making but I want us to understand that God is the only plan that we got to look to Men can make plans. And they do make plans. They might laugh at yours and you might laugh at theirs. But men make plans. Look at Psalm number 2. God knows that men make plans. Look at Psalm 2. It says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves it can be the king. It can be the premier. It can be the prime minister, senator, congressman, whatever their title might be. They can make all their plans, but God is sitting in heaven laughing at those plans. We didn't know that men can make plans, but God has a master plan. It says they make plans against the Lord's anointing, saying they're going to break him. You know, you ever had somebody say, well, let's do a plan. We're going to make sure we break him down. We're going to dirty his back. We're going to make him wish he ain't never said that. The things that people say about those in leadership or those in authority, they make their own plans. But I want you to know that God has the master plan. I want us to trust in God today. The Christian experience, God has the master plan. The second thing I want us to see in this message in John chapter 11 is just that God has the master plan when men make plans God has a master plan look at verse 51 it says now this he did not say on his own authority (laughs) but being high priest that year he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not for that nation only but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad then from that day on they plotted to put him to death see God has a master plan and see, when people be making their plans, they don't know that God already planned it out. It's already been planned out by God. And they be saying things and plotting and planning and not knowing what they were and what God wanted them to do all along. Look at Isaiah 53. We've heard Isaiah 53 many times. And as I read it this time, I was blown away at the, the perfect plan of God, the perfection of his plan. And look at it. I'm going to read the whole passage. Look at Isaiah 53. It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. See how what the priest said had already been said many years before. It was just when he said, one's going to die for all. So Jesus died for all the transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his people was on, was on us. Our people was on him. And with his stripes, we were healed. It, even though this priest thought he was saying something new, it had already been written in God's holy plan. And all I want you to know today is that God has the master plan. No matter who is doing the plotting, no matter how much authority they may have, God has the master plan. Praise the name of the Lord. The third thing and the last thing in this text today is Jesus lived to fulfill God's plan. Look at John 11 and verse 54. So said, therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country, near the wilderness, to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think? That he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests... And the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. See, I want you to know see the first verse there in verse 54. Jesus lived to fulfill God's plan. See, they were trying to kill him. They were plotting, strategizing, making, putting their ideas together in their head. But yet Jesus still lived. They couldn't kill him before it was time. Jesus lived to fulfill God's plan. And I want you to know today that no matter who's on the plot, you're going to live. You're going to live just as long as God wants you to live. No demon in hell going to stop you. No drug, no alcohol going to stop you. No car accident, no accident, no nothing will be able to stop God's plan for your life. I want you to know you will live to fulfill God's plan. And so many times we worry about what everybody's saying. Ooh, look what they're getting ready to do to me. They're talking about me over there. They're going to get me if I do this. They're going to stop me if I do that. They're going to try me over here. Try me over there. Let them try you because God already got the plan. He's sitting in heaven. and He knows everything going on all at the same time. So go ahead and go to sleep. Let God work it out. You're going to live to see today because God's plan is better than everybody else's plan. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Hallelujah. He's going to direct your path. You're going to make it through that. He brought you through some other things, didn't He? He's going to bring you through this plan too. They plan it, but they can't stop it. Hallelujah. And even if it looked like they stopped it. Guess what? God is still going to get the glory. He's still going to get the glory. Now look at these people now. Look at how they're going to make the plan. They're going to make a plan against the almighty God. And look how they're going to do it. My God, look at verse 55. And the Passover of the Jews was near and many went from the country of the Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Now I want you to understand something about the kingdom and the Christian life. You can't purify yourself without Jesus. You can try to get yourself together, put on a fine suit and a fine tie and a fine hairdo but you still can't purify your heart except Jesus move on the inside. Help me, Holy Ghost. So many people try to get it together, but it ain't, you, ain't, you ain't still ain't together until you allow Christ on the inside. And see, once you get Christ on the inside, there's some decisions you can make. See, so you got to add to your faith virtue. So you can add virtue after you have Christ. But you can't get together on your own without him. All your religious functioning will not clean up your evil heart except you be born again. These people that sat around and said, How are they going to kill the Son of God? And they say, We're going to go purify ourselves. Sister Williams, didn't you say that last week? Stop looking at the outside and clean up the inside. My God. They said they went to the Passover to purify themselves. And they planted all the time to kill Jesus. I want us to be clean from the inside. Because I don't want the devil to use me to do nothing. I don't care what it is. I want to be clean from the inside out. So they're there planning and plotting. And look what they said among themselves. What? Do you think that he will not come to the feast? Then I tell you it ain't about showing up here at Shadydale on Sunday. They're standing in the temple wondering whether Jesus is going to come. But I want you to have Jesus with you wherever you go. On the land or the sea, wherever I be, Jesus is all I need. I want you to have him in your heart. Have him in your mind. Have him motivating your will so that wherever you're going, Jesus will be with you. You won't have to turn around and look and wonder where Jesus is at. Because he's already living in the inside of your heart. I want you to know where he is because he lives within my heart. So now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. I want you to know that they weren't going to seize him until God allowed it. They weren't going to kill him until he allowed it. Jesus told Pilate, you think you got power, but I got, my God gave you that power. The only power you have is what God allows you to have. Because Jesus got up from the grave and said, all power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. So that's the power that we need to rely on. Because God is the only one that have the master plan. And Jesus lived to fulfill God's plan. Look at John 6 as we close. We read this once before. But I want you to see again the Christian experience. God has the master plan. Look at John 6 in verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. See, when we live to fulfill God's plan, when even even after these old bones die, have been laid in the grave, and everybody has seen how long we live, still the, the angel's going to come, and the trumpet's going to sound, and we're going to get up out of the grave, and God still, his plan will still be fulfilled. Can't nobody stop the plan of God because God has all of the power. He's going to get all of the glory both now and forevermore. So go ahead and make your plots and plans and allow your mind to accept the fact that Jesus will live. He lived to fulfill God's plan. If you are living for him, you're going to live to fulfill his plan. Don't worry about where death is for you. Live for Jesus Live for him every day Not just on Sunday But every day that God gives you And everything he promised you He'll bring it to pass He bringing things to pass right now at Shadydale Some people said we weren't going to be able to get what we needed But all last Sunday We opened a check last Sunday didn't we And we signed the papers together Didn't we And we're going to do what God sent us to do Glory Hallelujah We're going to shout together. We're going to sing together. We're going to praise Him together. Because God has the master plan. And we're going to give Him glory together. Because He has the master plan. Let's stand together. Glory to God.